Hey, Life Church family, I hope you're having a great morning. Thank you so much for joining us for our online service. My name is Pastor Tim, and I'm so glad you're with us. And I'm Harriet, and we're so glad that you're with us today online. If this is your first time, we want to say welcome, and we would love if you would fill out our online connect card at lifecc.com just to let us know that you are here with us today. That's awesome. Also, we want to pray for you. We really care about what's going on in your life. So if you would just take a moment today, go to our website, click on the prayer link, give us your prayer request. Our whole staff would love to lift you up in prayer together. Yeah, we love you, church, and we are so glad that you're here, and we hope that you enjoy the service today. God bless. Hello, church. Welcome to Online Church once again. I'm so glad you're with us, and it's an honor to serve you once again with a message. I believe I have a an important message for us today, and I'm just really honored you're here to be a part of it. My message topic is about our thought life, about our thought life. My sermon title comes from one I actually heard another pastor use one time, and so yes, I'm copying his title uh, because I think it's appropriate for what we're going through, and so the sermon title today is, I Caught My Thought. I Caught My Thought. I think it's appropriate because so uh, often right now we're very concerned about catching COVID-19. Nobody wants to catch the sickness. No one wants to catch that. There's a heightened sense of us catching something. So no one wants to catch the virus and we have been bombarded in an appropriate way, I guess, uh, with instructions on how to protect ourselves from the, the sickness. And so one of those ways is like social distancing. And that's it's a good thing to, to be sure we take care of ourselves. But did you know that there are other things that we can catch right now that are also harmful to our life? As a matter of fact, you can catch doubt. Do you know you can catch doubt? You can catch fear. You can catch worry. You can catch anxiety. I know that there are sometimes that a sudden thing can happen and I can catch anxiety. Have you ever had, as an example, your phone ring and the name that pops up on your phone and when you see it, suddenly you have anxiety? Does anyone else have those? Uh, yeah, you're like, ah, what is this all about? Have you uh, ever listened to one of those spam voicemails that said it's this, the IRS and you owe back taxes, and they're sending the police to come get you right now. I don't know if you've had that. It's spam. But the first time I heard it, I had anxiety. I caught anxiety in a moment. It's kind of funny, but it can happen. Have you ever scrolled through your news feed or your social media feed and then felt angry or frustrated when you finished scrolling through? You see, you're catching something. You're catching fear, your anxieties, you catch this stuff. Thoughts are contagious like a virus. And social distancing is one way to protect ourselves from the virus. I remember uh, recently I have a friend who had tested positive for COVID-19 and I was chatting with him on the phone and I was like, you know, bro, I love you, man, but uh, I'm not going to do a pastoral visit to your house, right? I'm going to social distance. I'm going to keep away. I don't want to catch the sickness. And so I wanted to distance myself. 
I also think there are some harmful thoughts, some destructive thoughts that you and I need to social distance from. We need to distance ourselves from some of those thoughts. Maybe it'd be thought distancing, but there are some thoughts that we need to distance ourselves from. But do you know, in the same way, you can catch good thoughts. You can catch some good thoughts. You can actually catch faith. Did you know you can catch faith? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. And so when you hear the Word of God, when you hear the message about Jesus, when you hear the the Word being spoken and preached to you, you actually catch faith. That's why you're online right now. That's why you're here today. You want to catch faith. You want your faith to grow stronger. And so you can catch faith. You can catch courage. If you've ever watched uh, maybe like Rudy, any Rudy fans here, if you've ever watched Rudy or remember the Titans, like, man, you're going to come out of that with courage. If you've ever watched Rocky, anybody, you know, Rocky fans, if you watch Rocky, you know, you're going to come out with some inspiration. If you've ever watched Braveheart, maybe a little tough to watch in some scenes, but man, some of the speeches are like, you know, you're going to have courage. Listen, I understand those aren't spiritual things, but Trust me, you watch Rudy or you watch Remember the Times, you're going to have some inspirations because you can catch those things. Catch it. You can catch anointing. Uh, There's a story in the Old Testament about Elijah and Elisha. And Elijah was an amazing prophet. Elisha served him. He honored him. He stayed with him. And when Elijah uh, passed away, he he was taken up. He was taken up like on a chariot into heaven. And it says that Elisha, he caught an anointing. He caught his anointing. And so he had a double anointing because he caught it. And I think it's important that we, we put ourselves around the right people so we catch the right things. And so you can catch an anointing. You can catch peace in your thought life, though. You can catch your thoughts. You can catch the right thoughts to create peace in your life. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 26, 3, it says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Perfect peace comes from what's going on in our minds when we're steadfast, when we are focused on trusting in the Lord. Perfect peace. Peace is a result of right thinking. Maybe you might say godly thinking. Anxiety comes when we have wrong thinking. And so we want to be sure we know how to capture our thoughts. We need to know how to catch the right thoughts. Protecting your thought life is one of the most important things you can do. It's one of the most important things you can do to keep your peace, especially during a season of of stress that's happening in our culture. There's so many negative things coming our way. Uh, This message is so important right now during all that's going on. We need to be very aware that we have to capture our thoughts and we need to to be sure that we handle our thought life very well right now. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 5, it says we demolish arguments and every pretension. And I put in, in parentheses there, a pretension is like a false claim. And it sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And it says that we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. What this is teaching us is that there is a battle 
for our thought life. There's a battle between God's promises and the enemy's lies. And the enemy is always battling against the, the godly thoughts, what God has put into your life. That's why it says here that we demolish the arguments and every false claim that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God, our knowledge of God is that God is good and, and when we we focus on God and we, we allow our minds to be set on Him, then we find our hope and we find our security in Him. We find our joy and ultimately we have peace in God. The enemy is, is always combating that. Uh, he, is, he is what it says here, arguing against the knowledge of God. There's like an argument going on inside of your head. You probably uh, don't want to admit it, but there are two, you know, voices in your heads at times, and I'm kidding, not like in a, a weird way, but, but there really is, the enemy is arguing against what God is saying to you. He's arguing against the promises of God. He is lying to you. When God says that you can have peace, the enemy is inside lying, says that things are going to fall apart and your life is going to get worse, and, and he's always lying to you. Then you add the pressures of circumstances in our life and it just creates a perfect storm for the devil to dump his garbage of negative thoughts into our life that creates the anxiety, it creates the doubt, it creates angers and frustrations in our life. And so we must take captive every negative thought, every lie from the enemy before they develop in our life as, as like negative emotions and begins to run our life. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, it says, be careful what you think. Be careful. In other words, pay attention to what you're thinking about. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. And so I have a, one big point for you today if you're taking notes and this is kind of the, the summation of what I want to, to say to us today. And it is this, that my thoughts control my life, but I control my thoughts. So my thoughts control my life because that's what the Bible says. Our thoughts run our life. But I have the ability to control my, or my thoughts. And so if I control my thoughts, then I can control my emotions. And if I control my emotions, I can control my life. Like, my life is in my hands. If I give it to God, then my life can be full of peace. If I think the way God wants me to think, I can have a life of peace right in the middle of the crisis that we're in. Now, we've been in a series called When Life Gives You Lemons for several weeks now, and it's been a thorough study of the book of Philippians. And the Apostle Paul is writing from prison, and he's writing to remind us to not only protect our thought life, but to actually think on the right things, to be proactive and to meditate on the right things. He's encouraging us to think. He's encouraging us to renew our minds, and he's encouraging us to meditate on the right things. I think it's interesting that Paul was physically in prison, but his mind was not in prison. You know, you can be in difficult circumstances, but you can still have freedom from the bondages in your mind. And so Paul was physically in prison, but his mind was not in prison. Therefore, he had peace in the middle of crisis. And that's what I want for my life. That's what I want for your life. 
that's why I'm really here today, to help you find peace today, right in the middle of everything that's going on. And so the Apostle Paul says this in Philippians 4, chapter 4, and we're continuing our series in chapter 4, verse 7. The Bible says, The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God will transcend all understanding. Transcends understanding. I kind of think that's a pretty big thought. What he's saying here is it's beyond our logical reasoning. In other words, what Paul is experiencing in his soul doesn't match his circumstances. It matches his thought life. So it's not about your circumstances. It's about your thought life. And so Paul says that his thought life is causing him to have a hope and a peace that transcends the the understanding of the current circumstances in front of him. And so Paul continues in verse 8, and he teaches us about our thoughts. And he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Paul says, think about such things. Think about these things. He's like, this is the way you should think. Now, just consider Paul's situation. Paul's in prison. Paul could have meditated on his chains and his problems. I know in my life right now, it's easy for me to continue to think about the different problems and difficulties that surround my life and our family, uh, the difficulties that are in our church through the you know, church having to be closed down in, in certain ways. And uh, there are so many difficulties that have posed upon us. And, and it would be easy to just ponder those things and meditate on those things all the time. Paul could have. His situation was worse than ours. He's in prison. He could have meditated on that. He could have thought over and over about how unfair it is for him to be in prison. He was falsely accused. He could have dwelled on that. That could have been his thing. I mean, and it would have been rightfully so. I mean, who would have, who would have looked at Paul in a bad way for, for having you know, negative thoughts about being falsely accused sitting in prison? Paul, he could have thought for a long time, like he was in jail a long time. He could have thought a long time about everyone who has betrayed him, everyone who has hurt him and caused him pain. He could have played those conversations over and over in his mind. Have you ever done that? Have you ever had a, a time when someone has hurt you and you just replay the conversations and you just continue to dwell on that person and that hurt forever, like you just hold on to it? I bet if I asked you right now just to think about one person that's ever hurt you, Most of us can instantly come up with a name just like that because we keep it in our mind. Paul, he didn't do that. He didn't dwell on those things. Apostle Paul in prison, falsely accused, he could have projected his thoughts into the future that he would be put to death. He did not know what the end would be for him. And so he could be sitting in prison, sitting there thinking, well, I bet this is not going to be a good end for me. I bet this is going to you know, turn out to be where they put me to death. And he could dwell on that. He could have projected his thoughts into the future. And you know, honestly, that's what fear is. Fear is always just us 
falsely projecting something bad that's going to happen into our life. And, and that's just, it's fear. It's just false. It's just false information. And, and we just project that something bad is going to happen. But Paul taught us, he said, don't think about these things. He's like, think about these, these godly things. You know, if Paul had thought this way, if he had thought about his problems and being unfairly treated and, and, you know, the thought about his future being put to death, if he had dwelled in this, what do you think that would have produced in his life? Well, I don't think he would have written about joy 16 times in four chapters if he was dwelling on those things. If he had thought about all the negativity, I think he would definitely be having anxiety uh, he'd probably be having a panic attack. I know that I would be if I was in a situation. I've been dwelling on those things. But Paul told us to think, and he said, think about such things. Think about such things. What things? What such things is he talking about? And in that verse, he listed eight kind of filters for us to think about. And I just want to run through these eight things that Paul told us to think about. Now, I'm not going to take a long time on them. I'm just going to give a little thought about each one of them. Uh, you can write them down. You can go back to this verse and study it. Paul would like that. That's one of the ways you would improve your thinking if you were to go to this verse and study each of these things. But what Paul said, think about what is true. Think about what is true. Hey, the only truth that will bring you peace comes from the Word of God. That's the only truth that brings you peace. And so I would ask you, are your thoughts lining up with the Word of God? Are your thoughts lining up with God's promises over your life? So Paul said, think about what is true. Paul said, think about what is noble. Noble means high level. Noble is the moral high ground in your life. And so the question would be is, are your thoughts matching your morals or your character? Are your thoughts lining up with how you want your behavior to be? Paul said to think about what is right. What is right? This is about righteousness. What is right? Paul said, think about what is right. Think about what is righteousness. You are, um, you're made right with God through Jesus Christ. That's what righteousness means. It means being made right with God. And so we are made right with God by His grace. And so if your thoughts are about how unworthy you are, if your thoughts are about, like, I don't feel loved, I'm unloved, if your thoughts are about how I'm unaccepted or rejected, then these are not righteous thoughts. These are not thoughts that come from the grace of Jesus who forgave you before you deserved it. He, he, he saved you because He accepts you, He loves you. There's unconditional love in your life. So if you are playing those thoughts about how you're unworthy, then that's not, that's not right thinking. And so Paul said, think about what's right. In other words, you ought to turn that around and, and begin to declare, well, I am forgiven, I am whole, I am secure in my life. That's right thinking. Paul said also to think about what is pure. What is pure? All sin begins in our thought life. And so is your thought sinful? Paul said to think about what is lovely. In other words, does this thought provoke love for others and appreciation for others and even appreciation for what you have? Are, your, are you thinking thoughts that help you 
love others? Are you thinking thoughts that help you love your spouse? Are you thinking thoughts that help you love and appreciate your friends? Uh, let me take it one more level. Are you thinking thoughts that help you love your enemies? That's what the Bible teaches us to do. Is that what's going through your mind? Are your thoughts helping you appreciate what you have in your life? What is lovely means to, to appreciate what's in your life. Do you appreciate what God has given to you? Do you appreciate the things you have? One of the things that will destroy peace is discontentment. And are you thinking thoughts that come from discontentment? And, and are you wishing for more and, and kind of stirred up in that way? Paul said for us to think about what is lovely. Then he said to think about what is admirable in your life. Think about what is admirable. If your thoughts were known by others, would they admire them? Would they approve of your thoughts? It'd be pretty rough if like all our thoughts were typed out for everyone to see. Like, that would be pretty rough, to be honest. I don't think I want everybody to know every thought that I've had. But admirable, being admired, your thoughts being viewed by others. In other words, does, do your thoughts pass the test of accountability in your life? Like, would someone in uh, maybe, you know, a small group leader that you have, would they... Would they admire your thoughts? What if, what if I knew all your thoughts? What if your pastor, what if Pastor Tim knew your thoughts? Would I be going, hey, great thinking, man? Or, you know, like, what? You thought that? <laughs> listen, if you knew all my thoughts, I, listen, we won't even go there. Hey, are your thoughts admirable? What if um, you acted on your thoughts? Or maybe if you... Maybe if you, like, typed your thoughts on social media, would this be admired by the people who matter to you the most? Like, like one of the reasons we're so unpeaceful in our life is we don't think thoughts that we really want others to know, but yet somehow we hide behind a computer screen and we type them out, and it just destroys your peace. Another thing Paul said is, to think about what is excellent. Think about what is excellent. Are your thoughts lifting your vision of yourself? Are your thoughts lifting your vision of yourself to be your best, to live your best, to hope for the best, to expect the best in your life? Are your thoughts lifting you like that? That's what excellent is all about, lifting your eyesight, your vision to the best, to be your best. And then Paul closes with his eighth one. He said, to think about what is praiseworthy. Are your thoughts praiseworthy? Now, not meaning that can I praise you for your thoughts, but are your thoughts in line with the way we praise God? Like, are your thoughts similar uh, to the things that we would praise God for? Are your thoughts based on the goodness of God and His love and His favor in your life. You see, I praise God because He is good. I praise God because He is full of compassion and He's full of love and He's full of mercy. I praise God because He gives me strength in my life. I praise Him because He has forgiven me. All these reasons, I praise God. Are your thoughts in line with all those types of, of ideas? That's what Paul is saying. Are your thoughts praiseworthy? So Paul, he didn't dwell 
on his circumstances. He didn't allow that to dominate his thought life. Instead, he meditated on God's Word. He meditated, he thought about God's promises and and he thought about things that inspired his life and he thought about things that built his faith and built his hope. So Paul said to think about such things. Think about such things. To think about it means to recount or to remember something over and over again. I think the text could have said it like this, to think and keep on thinking and then think some more. Like it's, it's to keep thinking on something, keep thinking on the right things. The Bible calls this renewing your mind. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Listen, that's the battle that's going on inside of our our minds. That's the battlefield of the mind, that the world is trying to to form patterns of thought in our life. The circumstances are trying to form patterns of thoughts in our life, and and they're negative, and they try to transform us into, into becoming negative inside and hurting our life. We don't want to be transformed by anything the enemy does towards us or towards any of the circumstances. We don't want that to control our life. Paul says we should be transformed, how? By the renewing of our mind. By the renewing of our mind. So, I want to help us today renew our minds, to to fight the right good fight in our mind. Because as our circumstances get more difficult, and I don't know what your current situation is in your life, it seems like each week we roll into a new difficulty And so I don't know where you are, but as things get difficult, it's even more important for us to work all the harder to keep our thought life correct, to capture those thoughts. And so I want to take just the last few minutes of my message today and to teach you three things about how to to catch those thoughts. And so the first one is is that, that I or both of us, but we need to think about what you're thinking about. We need to think about what we're thinking about. You have the ability to control the narrative going on inside of your head. Like your thoughts are your thoughts and you can capture your thoughts, but you need to think about what you're thinking about. Dr. Martin Luther King, he he said this. He said, you can't stop a bird from landing on your head, but you can keep him from building a nest. And that's the way thoughts are. Thoughts are going to come into your mind And it's up to you to recognize the thought and determine whether or not you will keep that thought or whether you will reject that thought. Now, you can't control every thought that comes into your mind. They're just thoughts that come in. Ephesians chapter 6, 16 says, to take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. His arrows are thoughts. It's that moment when you have that random you know, negative thought. It's those moments when you feel those foreboding thoughts and the the anxiety rises up. It's those moments he takes our circumstances and and then adds to it all the negativity. It's the flaming arrows. And so the Bible says to take the shield of faith. In other words, we we take the Word, the Word of God that builds our faith and we think about the Word of God so that we can protect ourselves from the thoughts of the enemy. The devil, he's an opportunist. And he'll throw those negative thoughts 
into our minds during the troubled times. And so we need to, you know, use our, our, um, our minds for, for good in our life. We need to protect our thoughts, and we need to not allow the enemy to use our minds as a garbage dump for all of his negativity in our life. And, and so every thought is not a thought that you need to keep. You need to think about what you're thinking about. So um, I've written a poem for you. <laughs> uh, I'm a little nervous about my poem, but I have a poem for you. And so um, uh, this poem's going to kind of emphasize my point. So um, this isn't a laughing joke. This is like, I actually have a poem. All right, here we go. You ready? A thought is just a thought, unless that thought is a thought that I ought not have thought. If that thought were to remain, it will cause its share of pain. But if I so happen to have caught the thought that I ought not to have thought, then that thought will come to naught and my peace remain. <laughs> come on. There's four people in the room. You, get, you guys can clap. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, I kind of felt like I was Dr. Seuss the way it came out. But uh, the thoughts, think about what you're thinking about because some thoughts are helpful and some thoughts are hurtful. Some thoughts you need to keep and some thoughts you need to reject. Number two, break the cycle of negative thinking. Break the cycle of negative thinking. Once you realize you're entertaining negative thoughts, then you have to break the cycle. You have to stop it. You have to stop your stinking thinking. You need to change your environment. You need to change the channel. You need to social distance from social media. Thinking is a byproduct of our focus. When we focus on something, that becomes what we think on. Thinking is a byproduct of our focus. And when I realize my thoughts are running wild, without control, without focus they'll lend themselves to go towards things that create anxiety in my life. But when I realize that I need to, to, to you know, kind of gather my thoughts, what I need to do is to refocus my attention. I need to break the cycle of negativity. I need to break that thinking in my life. And so what I've done for me is I have a set of declarations that I, I read to myself when I'm in a place of, of stinking thinking, when my, when my thoughts are, are not helping me. And so I want to read you some of my declarations. And I want to tell you these declarations because I, I often refer to them in order to build myself up, to, to break a cycle of negative thinking. And the fact that I had to do that tells you that I don't fully walk in these declarations. So they're declarations of faith saying, I want to be there. So let me read you some of my declarations that help me break my negative thinking. And one of those declarations is that I am a child of God, therefore I am forgiven and free from condemnation. I'm a child of God. I'm, I'm free from condemnation. And so whenever I feel like guilt and, and things that are related to maybe some, you know, some of my bad actions in my life and an enemy begins to tell me that I'm condemned and, and kind of weighs that on me, that's a great way for me to turn that around and go, well, I'm a child of God. I'm forgiven. Another declaration is that God is good and he wants only good for me. Listen, I really believe that. 
I really believe that God is good and He only wants good for me. So if I'm in a situation that's not good for me, then I go, well, that's not from God. Then I can pray for God to turn that around. I can stand in confidence. That's not what God wants for me. And if it doesn't turn around, then I know that God will will take that situation and work it out for my good. In other words, there's just no way to fail when I realize God is good and He only wants good for me. Another declaration, and I say this to myself, and and I remind myself of this in, in my ministry, but I have been commissioned and set apart and anointed for my calling. I have to remind myself of that because there are times that I feel uh, maybe like I'm, I'm not good enough in my job or maybe I'm not going to preach a message that's good enough. Or, uh, and so I, I feel like inside of me at times that I have to build myself up and I have to remind myself that, that God has called me to this and I have to remind myself that, that I've been commissioned and I've been set apart for this and God has anointed me for my calling. And so, so it gives me the confidence to to bring a message to you even when I feel like, like I'm in a big old empty room and no one's here to, to clap back or applause or to give me any feedback. And it's really difficult for me in this moment. But I remind myself that God's anointed me for this day and He will take what I say and use it. And so praise God that He can overcome where I don't feel confident. Another declaration I have And I will say to myself that I have no insecurities because I see myself the way God sees me. God sees me according to my potential. God sees me for who He has made me to be. And He has created something unique and special for my life. And He has for your life too. It's a great reminder. The last thing I remind myself as a declaration is I can do everything and will have everything God wants me to have. Like, I'm not going to lack for the resources that God has called me to do whatever He's called me to do. I'm just, I'm just going to be confident that everything that God wants me to have, I have. And so I don't have to be discontent with what I don't have because what I have is what He wants me to have, and, and it just settles me. See, we have to break the cycle of negative thinking. So we need to renew our minds. Maybe it's on declarations. Uh, I would encourage you if you're in a bad cycle, maybe you take a walk, uh, get in the sun, go to the beach, uh, go play some golf, listen to worship music, change the environment in your head, go meet with a very uplifting friend, someone that's very encouraging and let them help build you up. Maybe you just need rest. Maybe you need to get a good rest. Maybe you need an extended time to just unhook and and just kind of let some of the things of life settle down. But if you don't stop the negative patterns, then you'll develop a negative life and it will hurt you. And then thirdly, today, my last thought for us on how how to catch these thoughts is number three, is take time to think on the right things. Think on the right things. Paul said, think about such things. Think on the right things. He's teaching us to meditate. I like to say it like this, is we need to front load our minds with the Word of God. We need to front load our hearts with the Word of God. Before we step into the day, before we step into a negative situation, we need to front load ourselves with with the uplifting, encouraging Word of God. Joshua 1.8 says, keep the book of the law, in other words, the, the Word of God, 
always on your lips and meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. And then it has this promise. It says, then you will be prosperous and successful. And so each day I want to encourage you to make time to think on God's Word, to focus on God's Word. Find a verse for the day and meditate on it. Meditate means to deeply focus. Maybe you need to repeat that verse out loud. Say it till you believe it. Memorize it. Write it down. And why do we do this? Because it tells us in 1 Peter 4.1 that Jesus went through everything you and I are going through and more. And it says for us to learn to think like Him. Learn to think like Jesus. He has been through everything. And if we learn to think like Him, we can get to the other side of everything and have peace in our life. And so let me close with Paul's final verse in this section. Paul said in Philippians 4, 9, back to our text, Paul said, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, Paul said, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. If you put these things into practice, there's a promise of God's peace. And Paul was in significantly worse conditions than the majority of us. And so what Paul is saying to us, and this is just the way I like to think about it, I think what Paul is saying is, is guys, I'm in a really bad conditions, and I've been doing this, and it really works. Like, it really works. Put this into practice because it really, really, really works. And so church, I want to say to you, if you want peace in your life right now during all of the troubled times, Put this into practice. Think about such things because it really works. Amen, church. Amen. So I hope that helps you today. I want to close with a declaration and just declare this over your, your life and, uh, and just kind of close with a prayer. And I'm so honored you're with us today. Uh, a declaration is just a way of, of speaking faith over your life. And so wherever you are at your table, in your car, in your living room, if you're with your family, just pause for this moment. Kind of pause yourself to receive. And let me declare this over you and then pray for you. My, my declaration is this. I declare that you have a sound mind filled with good thoughts, not thoughts of defeat. By faith, you are well able. You are anointed. You are equipped. You are empowered. Your thoughts are guided by God's word every day. No obstacle can defeat you because your mind is programmed for victory. And this is my declaration for you today. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for every person that's tuned in today. God, I ask that you bless them. I pray, Lord, that as we walk through these circumstances, that you would help us to, to renew our mind, to capture our thoughts, God, that we would, we would think on such things that you have led us to think on, things that bring life and hope into our life. Uh, we rebuke the enemy. I rebuke the enemy over your life. I say no to the devil. I say no to the devil in your life. And I just, just say to him that he has no authority in your life in the name of Jesus. And so, God, I bless our church. I thank you for every person's here in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Church, I love you. Thanks for tuning in today, and I can't wait to see you in person. But until then, I'll see you back here online. God bless.